technology is the great equalizer, but poetry, which is the intangible uh, benefits of, of creativity, is what really uh, makes, makes a difference. Welcome to Branding Over Wine, an exclusive podcast by Branding Mac. I'm Martin Shearer, and I'm super excited to be sharing some great conversation with some of our personal branding heroes. And with us here today, we have Luis Miguel Messiano, Global Chief Creative Officer for McDonald's at DDB. Now, this episode will be a special session focusing both on Luis Miguel's creative vision and the organizational and managerial aspects behind making creative assets for a global organization. The plumbing behind the poetry, if you will. It's an honor to have you on our podcast. So welcome, Luis Miguel. We heard a lot about you and our, our good friend, Flavia. She's, she's a very big fan of your work. And we thought, yeah, we have to get you on the show. So very happy to get you here, especially to, to go deeper into your global creative work, the stuff that you did globally for McDonald's and all the ideas that you've developed around managing creativity on a global scale. So welcome, thank Luis Miguel. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Uh, thank you and thank you, Flavia, for the invitation. Delighted to to be here. Delighted to be in touch uh, with my Romanian roots, and uh, looking forward to uh, an entertaining and, and informative uh, conversation. So, also from my end here, and one of the things that I really found fascinating, intriguing in our previous, one of our previous conversations is to that the themes that you mentioned most is like the combination of plumbing and poetry. And that you use that as a, as a vision or concept, if you will, to organize creativity on an international scale. Can you tell a bit more about this? Yes. Uh, I think uh, our industry is a mix of many things, but uh, as of late, a lot of people are talking about uh, artificial intelligence. Last year was more about the metaverse. And uh, the way I see it, uh, all those shiny objects are, are part of plumbing. <laughs> they're, they're, they're part of the infrastructure that uh, we have at our uh, disposal. Uh, but in reality, uh, technology is the great equalizer but poetry, which is the intangible uh, benefits of, of creativity, is what really uh, makes makes a difference. Uh, so that's you know my metaphor for for uh, these two worlds: the tangible and the intangible, the the plumbing and the poetry. Uh, plumbing, in some instances, you don't see it, mm. but it's there. Uh, poetry is what you see; is where the magic uh, resides. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, uh, talking about plumbing, and indeed you don't see it, but it's there and it makes it run. So this is what I find fascinating. So um, going into the plumbing part, how do you manage creativity on such a global scale? Well, I think that the, the, you know, the incredible gift of, of data is that it allows us to make far more informed decisions. And, and I'm, you know, I'm a big fan of data, but I don't think big data will replace big idea. I think uh, <laughs> data, nice uh, data uh, gives us the possibility of, of, you know, really finding 
who we're talking to, what is the cultural context, what is that uh, you know makes makes our audiences uh, tick. But at the end of the day, you have to find something that's proprietary and, and distinctive for for a brand. I think uh, you know I, I've been toying around with uh, you know Chat G, G, GPT and and it's a great tool, but uh, in a way it gives you a, a generic solution. It gives you a kind of a template. You still have to fine tune it. You still have to to find the the right metaphors. And I think it applies to to everything we do. Uh, last year, everybody was talking about the metaverse, and and uh, you know I'm I'm a big fan of of platforms like like Roblox, and you know we'll talk a, about a recent example from our office in in Sweden that really leveraged the the benefits of of the metaverse. But it's not the technology for uh, for the sake of technology. It's how you use it, how you leverage it. And how you apply it to to brands and and to specific uh, communication efforts. Indeed, and just um, uh, and can you say also a little bit about more of let's say how you do this that you m- try to use one idea in another uh, in another markets and try to leverage that. I believe you called it a candy store. Well. Uh... Let me start by, by talking about a philosophy that has to do with uh, this new global role. Uh, keep in mind, I've been in this global role uh, for, uh, what what is it, 10 months. So I'm still learning. I'm, I'm still uh, failing fast, uh, you know, trying to do some, <laughs> some, some things. Uh, some have worked. Others haven't really uh, worked that well. But uh, I've been talking about franchising creativity since uh, you know my client is, is McDonald's and during mm. the world of, of franchising. And, and it has to do with uh, trying to, to uh, you know, identify those gems, those great ideas that work at the local level, and then sharing and scaling, you know, trying to, to, to uh, focus on, on platforms that can travel, that can be applied to, to other cultures, because it's part of, of my job description. And uh, you know, we're seeing far more uh, you know, appetite for, for ideas that uh, weren't developed in, in local markets. I call it uh, the staying away from the not invented here syndrome. Uh, <laughs> as, as, as the founder and uh, the, the head of a multicultural agency in, in the US, uh, over the years, I've had I've had to work with other agencies. You know, in most instances, general market agencies, agencies that uh, you know lead the the overall communication. And it's okay to to uh, you know to to work with them, to uh, take what what works from them, and not necessarily uh, you know think that uh, because we didn't create it, it doesn't work. Uh, I think we have to be responsible with uh, our clients' brands and especially our clients' budgets. And uh, whenever an idea can be applied and, and uh, repurposed, uh, why not? Uh, especially given that uh, McDonald's is a global brand and uh, you know what unifies the brand across the, the, the different markets, it's, it's the core of, of the brand. And, and there are some things that uh, can be applied. Of course, with the flexibility 
to adapt and 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 to tweak based on on uh, the local reality and and let's say so uh, you say the not invented here syndrome that means that you're also open to ideas from other agencies well in yes yes uh, you know mcdonald's works with different uh, networks and uh, they have created a spirit of collaboration a spirit in, in which uh, at the end of the day we're all working on behalf of the brand of course each each agency network has its own uh, pnl but uh, at the end of the, of the day we owe it to mcdonald's to to uh, try to apply all the the advancements from from uh, different agencies one example that comes to mind is something that Wyden Kennedy developed uh, on on their behalf. It's a it's a platform called Famous Orders, and it started uh, with Travis Scott, and uh, it's been adapted and and used uh, in many different markets. Uh, at Alma, we we did uh, a great uh, Famous Order uh, campaign with Jay Balvin. Uh, some of our agencies have uh, used other talent. Poland just recently used uh, uh, an emerging uh, talent called Ralph Kaminsky, uh, who is uh, very interesting because it's the first time that uh, a vegetarian menu item is featured. And uh, Ralph uh, is uh, non-binary, so so he really represents uh, inclusivity and, and diversity in a country that is still quite conservative as, as Poland. So, uh, you know, each agency has the possibility of, of making it, you know, their own, as opposed to the mindset of, you know, this doesn't belong to us. Uh, I think McDonald's has been able to, to uh, change that mentality and, and uh, you know, be open to, to uh, working with uh, platforms that are not necessarily developed by your, your own network, you know? And, and uh, for example, uh, our team in Finland just developed a great campaign that it's all over the news uh, in which they partner with a young uh, fashion designer called Jimmy Bain, and they developed uh, an upcycled line of, uh, uh, of street uniforms for the crew. And uh, cool. what's great about it is that uh, if you think uh, if you think of it, the crew in a way is the first line of feel good. Uh, for for the brand, and uh, they they you know they're into sustainability by by uh, upcycling uh, the 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 uniforms. Uh, they're into emerging uh, trends like like fashion, which is so important for Gen Z. And at the same time, it's a very innov innovative and and uh, disruptive uh, recruitment platform. And uh, it, you know, it's been quite successful, and the results are incredible. Not only in terms of the interest and in, on in working at McDonald's, but mm. also in terms of of the awareness and the image of McDonald's as a modern brand. Super. And how, how do you how do you organize it that one part of McDonald's? can use the ideas of another part of McDonald's because you mentioned all these great ideas of McDonald's Poland, McDonald's Finland, and that they're all being used. But how do you share that amongst the different McDonald's parts of the agencies that work with McDonald's, the local agencies? 
Well, let me start by, by telling you what we do at uh, DDB. And uh, I became part of a very, very progressive uh, global team. Uh, it's led by Dave Kissel, who's uh, based in, in Chicago. Uh, Lauren O'Rourke uh, is the, the European lead. And uh, we have a global head of, of strategy, George Strackhoff, who's uh, originally from Russia, but is based in Amsterdam. Uh, we have uh, another great planner who's a German uh, that uh, lives in, in Denmark. Uh, then we have two, two more people uh, you know, that uh, help us coordinate the account. One of them is based in Amsterdam. The other one is ba based in, in Norway. So it's a multi-interdisciplinary you know, team. You know, I'm, as you know, I'm based in Miami, and I joke that I'm very close to the U.S. Uh, <laughs> but uh, this team has been uh, working uh, in in creating a hub, uh, or in fact, two hubs now. One is Seeds for Growth, which houses all the ideas from around the network, and, and you know, it's, it's handled by by Lodovic. Uh, we call him. Uh, uh, LB, uh, he he uh, has access to to this uh, you know cumulative uh, you know body of work uh, from you know around the world over the years, and uh, we share and and uh, we we continuously inform uh, the different agencies about new work that has become. A great reference. In addition to Seeds for Growth, which houses work that has been produced over the years around the, the 46 markets where DDB uh, handles the, the McDonald's account. Last year, we implemented a new hub that we call the Candy Store. And the Candy Store houses those ideas that for some reason, either budget, timing, local circumstance, didn't get approved or produced, but we still think they're great ideas. And the, the objective of, of that platform is to spread the, the, the goods with other markets and, and hopefully have another country, another uh, market produce it. And in fact, uh, there are a couple of things that uh, are in motion. One campaign that uh, we've been working with uh, in Colombia that is related to sustainability. And there's interest in other markets like Germany, Austria, uh, Poland, and even the Nordics. So, so our, our job as, as a global team is to make sure that we're sharing and we're scaling and, and we're identifying opportunities. You know, we're, we're a resource to all the agencies and uh, we keep them informed, we give them guidance, uh, in most instances, uh, you face a circumstance that another market already faced. And uh, the objective of, of this global team is to, to uh, facilitate uh, the interactions and, and you know, provide intelligence to, to the different agencies. It's so good that you do this because often many of the ideas, they don't get used. It doesn't mean the idea is bad. There could yeah. be 101 local circumstances, like no no financing, or perhaps that, let's say, the creatives are ahead of the curve when it comes to trends in one market. And this trends can be used in the idea, can be used in another market. Yeah. I think it's yeah. very good to also look at the ideas that have not been used. Yes, yes. 
And and you know, it's always good to to look at things with other eyes. You know, a, a, another set of eyes can can uh, really uh, give you a different perspective. And and uh, I love that part of my job because uh, you know, for for many years I only worked in the multicultural market in, in the U.S. And I'm now learning from different cultures, uh, learning from other teams. And, and making sure that uh, there's an exchange. Uh, last year, we conducted two uh, creative seminars, one in Vienna and one in Stockholm. And uh, we were able to, to really uh, share learnings, uh, lend, you know, lend, lend uh, uh, our shoulders uh, for, for others to, to cry, and, and also uh, open new possibilities and, and create, you know, my, my my ultimate objective is to create a creative community that uh, you know is aligned in the sense that we all want to do great work on, on behalf of, of our clients. And, and we all understand that if somebody wins, we all win. Uh, it's a collective effort. It sounds like a good idea. And just to just to clarify, so it's a seminar in which uh, all of DDB came together to talk about the ideas of McDonald's. So let's say the uh, DDB parts of the different markets actually could meet each other and exchange well, ideas. Uh, not all of DDB, you know, in, in both cases, it, it was like six or seven countries. And it's mm -hmm. mostly, the, you know, the creative directors that work on the McDonald's account. Uh, okay. You know, this yeah. year we're, we're planning a, a global meeting in which uh, ideally we would invite uh, the, the leads from, from all the agencies. But last year was only the creative teams. And uh, we, we identified areas of exploration. Uh, we shared some of the learnings. One, one of the, the meetings happened right after the Cannes Festival. So, so we deconstructed uh, some of the winning uh, pieces. We identified categories in which you know there's, there's more, more of an opportunity. So it's it's again you know it's sharing learning and and scaling. I think it's very very good idea to also bring people together. That on one hand you build a digital infrastructure where everybody can find ideas, and on the other hand brings them together. Yeah. You also suggested that there was um, a financial remuneration for if somebody uses your idea, and this is to. Uh, share let's say everything that comes good and also to stimulate people working together yes uh, there, there's two two approaches one has to do with creative development and the the originator agency uh, normally looks for an allocation of, of a fee for the other teams to to be able to you know stop what they're doing you know distract from from their uh, daily tasks and spend some time working on, on uh, another country's uh, project. And uh, we are getting better. In fact, I'm currently working with the office in Hong Kong. And uh, you know they got a great brief. And we have the office in Mexico and the office here in Miami working on, on, on ideas. And uh, you know, a, a small fee, more symbolic, you know, will, will come uh, the, the agency's way. The other one is is you know, more of a of a vision and, and a long term uh, perspective, which is finding ways to compensate those agencies that can crack uh, the code in, in uh, for a brief. And uh, 
For example, last year, there was a brief that came from DDB Paris, and mm -hmm. uh, it was for group ordering, and uh, it made sense to bring two Latino uh, teams because being part of the group is, is very much a cultural insight. Uh, and we also brought in the, the team in Poland, and the, the, the creative output was far richer. And, and uh, we see that uh, bringing a team that uh, can look at things from an objective and, and different perspective only makes the, the creative output uh, better. So we're experimenting, we're working uh, you know, towards a more collaborative uh, way of, of approaching projects. That's, that's, that's so intriguing. So you're actually bringing teams together from the different result DDB offices yep. so that there is an outside critical look, but also to, if I get it right, to stimulate creativity. Yes, yes. For example, uh, this project for Hong Kong, we're going to have the stimuli from, from you know, two or three different offices. At the end of the day, it's incumbent on, on the Hong Kong team to find, you know, those subtleties, those, those nuances that will make it relevant for the local market. And, you know, my hope is that uh, eventually, the, you know, we'll find great emotional storytelling. But, uh, you know, my, my uh, vision is to produce it with two sets of casts, one for the local market and another one that can travel uh, to, to other uh, countries and, and work well because the, the, the brief is quite universal. You know, you mentioned this before in one of our meetings. Uh, it seems, you, you mentioned it now just between the lines, but I would like to highlight it a bit because it seems to be such a practical way of working both globally and locally. And what you're suggesting, if I understood it correctly, is that if the idea is really good, you immediately make two versions of the campaign. So uh, let's say the local offices makes one for the local office, and then you make another version that you can scale internationally. Yes. You know, the, in this particular case, it has to do with the fact that we're dealing with Hong Kong, and, and you know, there's a very specific look and a, and a very specific set of cultural uh, you know, characteristics. Uh, it doesn't apply to all of them. Uh, the team in Sweden, you know, talking about the metaverse, uh, just developed a fascinating uh, campaign platform uh, that is uh, uh, was created for the Ronald McDonald's House of Charities. I don't know if you're familiar with it, but you know, these are yes, homes yeah. that are built close to the hospitals where mm. children are treated. And the insight they found was that even if they have the support from the family and, and they have the family close to them to, to uh, you know, bring moral and, and, and emotional support, they're still isolated from their, their friends. And uh, working with Roblox, which is one of the biggest metaverse platforms, they helped create the first Ronald McDonald's House Charities on the metaverse. And it was how designed, interesting is that? It was designed by the children. You know, they gave them the the tools to design them, and now they can stay in touch with their friends on the metaverse. You know, as as they go through this very difficult time of of you know undergoing any kind of treatment. To me, that is a great example of of plumbing applied to poetry, or what I like to call poetic plumbing. You know, a, <laughs> yeah, a, a good yeah. a good use of technology, but based on a human insight. And 
uh, uh, you know, a campaign that really solves a real problem for real people in real time. That that's so super interesting, and what I really like about this is also that how you use technology, not for technology's sake, which seems to be always the case for metaverse. Although by using roadblocks and by let's say stretching the definition of metaverse, you make it a bit easier because roadblocks is already being used a lot by kids yeah. and already being used, and I think that makes uh, it easier to look at the concept of the metaverse. Because yes. it's actually, it was because of the metaverse was actually already there in in roadblocks and in other initiatives where people come online and play together. Yeah, but but it's applied for the right reasons. It's not yes. just uh, use the technology for the sake of it. Which technology, goes to my original metaphor. Uh, at the end of the day, it's it's the the human factor. It's it's the poetry and and the emotional connection that uh, works harder on behalf of the brand and and you know it, it provides a, a benefit for for the audience that's how it, that's indeed how it should be one of the interesting things you also mentioned a bit earlier on is that when you make two versions is it also because you can often already see very easy if the commercial is made somewhere you know you can already so easily look at the look and feel of a commercial where it's made. Do you also try to compensate for that when you do make it internationally? This is a process that I'm I'm just starting. Uh, you know, you cannot retrofit. Uh, this this happened a lot uh, in, in the beginning of the Hispanic market in the US in which advertisers thought that they could retrofit uh, a communication. At the end of the day, you have to customize it. You have to make sure you you're talking to, to a specific audience. Uh, you cannot generalize. Uh, you know, I, I'm i not a big fan of, of you know, general rules. I think each case is, is different. Each case is, is important. But when you design things from, from scratch, then you have a little bit more control. In many instances, uh, it's hard to do uh, global advertising because not only... It lacks the the relatability with with the local audience, but they're all all uh, other lo logistical uh, you know uh, circumstances like uh, you know budgets, talent and residual usage, etc. So you have to design from the get go. You have to to if if you really believe an uh, an idea can travel, we need to take the the necessary steps to produce it with that mentality and, and, and go through the logistical uh, elements in order to make it uh, shareable and, and scalable. Indeed, indeed. And I think that is uh, one of the most difficult things to do is try to make campaigns globally that reach and touch people globally in the different markets. Yeah. Yeah. Super. Thanks so much for this insightful session i really liked how you used the metaphor of plumbing and poetry to explain a bit more of how you built the infrastructure of sharing creative ideas of running creative ideas and combining global a global account on a local a local level thank you so much louis miguel and i'm sure we're speaking to each other a bit more 
Yes, thank you so much again for the invitation, and uh, I enjoyed uh, you know our previous conversation and 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 this one in particular. And a big thank you, Luis Miguel, for joining us today, and I hope, dear listeners, that you found these insights inspiring as well. If so, please share our branding of a wine podcast with friends and colleagues. And when you have a moment, we'd love to get your reviews or ratings. Hope to have you all listening in on our next podcast, and thank you all for tuning in.